we'll do a clap sync in three, two, one. Nice. So I was wow. thinking the other day oh. about our Saturday night playthrough of this game. This game being Lorelei, which we'll talk about today on the podcast episode. Um, hey, listeners, we got you. <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> but also another thought that came through my head was just James would have probably been beside himself. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great idea. Game. Fuck, I hadn't thought about James. Oh, God. Do you think he would have like left like halfway through just straight up just like reaching some sort of like personal limit with what he could handle or do you think he would have been there to the end? These are the questions. Oh, James. I feel like he would have just drank himself into just a silence. <laughs> <laughs> and Dude, then you're like right. when we'd be like, "James, you good, bro?" and James would just be like, Oh my god. I would say that there was a certain point that this game hit where that was the safest option for your emotional well-being. It's just you just got to no. Got to You would have just gone silent and played like Dota auto chess or something. <laughs> yeah, just on we, the side. We would hear the clicks, we would hear the keyboard strokes and we'd be like, "Okay, we lost James." He's safe though. He's you know safe. What? Fair enough. Did you know I what think I, I like to think that because we're doing a group playthrough, he probably would have stuck around. But if, like, oh, this definitely. had been, like, a go off and play on your own, oh, yeah, dude, like, 20 minutes <laughs> in, he would have been done. The torture levels would have been just too high him. for his soul. <laughs> you know, I actually think what we really would have heard from him was what I am I would consider now a James classic, which is, you know, he's making jokes or whatever, and then you hear, and it's weird that you can do this on Discord. Like, it doesn't really make sense that we're capable. This is how powerful the human mind and ear connection is. But you can hear the backgrounds of every single person's room and you can identify whose room it is. That's what's crazy. Because you're sitting there and you're going, James, you need to check the fire alarm again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, shit's on fire in the other room, James. You need to, like, figure this shit out. He's like, no, nah, man, no, nah, it's just a truck backing it up. And I'm like, is there smoke coming out of the top of a door? Like, are there any other signs? <laughs> Do the doorknobs like, feel hot? Don't touch those them. Those like, council playthroughs where that happens. Yes. I feel like if you go back on our YouTube channel and watch our council playthrough, there's like multiple times during one particular part where just you hear these alarms going off in the back. And James is like, it's fine, guys. It's fine. Dude, he literally came back and he's like, so because he, he he was like arguing with us. That's what I thought was so funny. I mean, not like aggressively in any way, but he was like pretty adamant about the fact that like it was a truck backing up. And I actually do wonder if at one point there was a truck backing up also just to like add to the mystique of the whole event. But at some point it became very clear it wasn't. And we're all sitting there like, are we going insane? But like, this is clearly a smoke alarm. And he went to the other room and he's like, yeah, you know, my roommate was just taking a shower and uh, just, you know, left, I guess, like some weed or like a cigarette or something just like lit in a fucking ashtray somewhere. And it was just like pluming smoke <laughs> into his room. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, he takes really long showers and just didn't really notice. So it's probably been, you know, 10 minutes or so where there was just like an open flame in the middle of our room. And we're just like, <laughs> okay, so, you know, show must go on and stuff. But can you deal with that? Like, we can pause, man. Right. <laughs> oh, James, God. we miss you if you're listening to this. We miss you a lot. Dude, I was talking but to him. But also you would not have liked this game. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Oh, no. I was thinking that the whole time. Like, James just would not have... This would not have won James over. You know, he wouldn't have been like, actually, I'm back in. I want to recontextualize the original Cat Lady and Downfall again. Like, you know. <laughs> oh. This, in fact, was a game definitively not made for James. 
In fact, I was watching. <laughs> like I was watching this game, and I was thinking to myself, oh, "Is this what fan service feels like?" It was just such a fan service game for Downfall and the Cat Lady. Like it was <laughs> so up its own ass. Like whatever you want to describe it, uh, in its own lore. And yes, I, you know, as a that's fan, the, that's the correct term in its own lore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> in its own lore, um, and it was just like. It was just awesome because I was just sitting there like, okay, well, I appreciate this, but they're clearly just like, it's like there's so many nods to the developer here, but it did sometimes feel like he would turn to the camera and just be like, huh, you remember that shit? That <laughs> lady. Do you remember Susan? And I'm like, and you should have heard us on the fucking recording. The second we see Susan, oh, fuck! Yes! Oh, my God! They did the thing! It's like, you know, like, yeah. Picard said engage! Oh, my God! You know. So... Claire, as somebody who hasn't played the Cat Lady in Downfall, what were your thoughts? <laughs> so I do wonder if things would have made more sense. Um, I think something that became increasingly clear as this playthrough went on is that we don't have any composure as a group. We could not keep our shit together. Um, but it was Whoa. seeing the excitement of you guys, hearing the excitement of you guys when they were something from the cat lady that I didn't know. I'm like, so I don't understand this, but I'm happy for you. That's, Thank you. that's all I can say about that. That's very, that's very polite and considerate mm-hmm. reaction. For I'm you. like, this means, this means nothing, but I see that it means something to you. It's very tolerant of you, you know, like, I Hey, imagine. they're having fun over there. Should I destroy that? No, I won't. no. I'll just smile from my distance, drink a little bit more. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair enough. But also, so before we even started playing this game, Claire, you asked me, what is this game about? And I couldn't quite describe it to you. I was like, it's just this weird, janky horror slash gore slash like nonsense. Mm-hmm. Did that accurately describe it? It did. <laughs> it did. Because I, huh. I was coming over here to record this today. I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that my alcohol-addled brain on Saturday didn't miss something. You know, she has the tendency to maybe miss some of the fine points. So I I read a synopsis, and it's exactly what I remember from Saturday night. And the fact that that's indistinguishable from an alcohol fever dream is maybe a good advertisement for the game, but it's it's truthful. Right. Well, this is where everyone always says those things like, intentional. And you're like... Wow. You, know, you sit there yeah. like the like alcohol fever dream and this game were one in the same so much that I felt I mean I don't know this I'm now I'm no longer speaking for you I'm more speaking for me but I felt like mm-hmm. the game was like singing to my drunk brain and being like you want to see a crazy trick bro check this shit out. And it's, I was like oh yeah. I do want to see a crazy trick. <laughs> go into this later but I think this it really peaked for me the musical interlude in the nursing home. It really mm. <laughs> We go to it right now. What the fuck? That was such a crazy scene. Being able to relive it for a second before we started recording—that—that's the pinnacle of not expecting what's going to happen next, but being so simultaneously distressed and delighted because it's (laughs) fucking weird. I mean, that's a really special experience to be able to kind of encapsulate in a video game. So, if that was their intent, yes, awesome. Which at this point in his development, it might. I think so. Like, so I was I was actually wrong throughout the playthrough. I was like, oh, this game came out two years ago in 2018. Actually, it did not. It came out in April 2019, which feels like ages ago. Oh my God. Wow. It came out last year. Wow. Yeah. During the podcast, I remember. Look at that. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, and which I realize is dumb because, yeah, during the podcast Cat Lady, I was like, oh, yeah, he's coming out with this game, Lorelei. It hasn't been released yet, but it's going to come out soon. So that's on me. I didn't do my research. My bad. Might you um, also have been in an alcohol fever dream? I'm just saying, could there be a reason? <laughs> during, during the uh, podcast episodes of the Cat Lady? I no, no, no. Later <laughs> later when not recalling them well enough in the, in the flurry of the moment. Maybe. Mm. But... And I mean, at this point in his development, because Cat Lady came out in 2014, Downfall comes out in 2016, and then Lorelai comes out, you know, in 2019. So I just feel like he's like, this is going to be the last game in this trilogy of this weird fucked up world that I created. And I'm just going to capitalize on everything that like the YouTube comments and the Steam review comments yeah. say is like fucked up about it and we're just gonna roll. Yeah, I mean yeah. He, he's gotta yeah. be at this point you know what you're getting into. You can't yeah. say that I duped you. Yeah. I I think exactly. there's a reference actually that he makes Zach say, which like I think Claire ca- called early on as being like this the developer in the game, like, oh look at me. But he did at one point say like yeah, I just keep making these weird fucking games and people keep buying them. So, yeah. so here we are. I forgot how he grilled that guy. Tell me about oh, yeah. your games. Tell me more. <laughs> We're just like waterboarding this man in his bedroom. Tell me again. What other Tell- games did you like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there was always an option like not to. And everyone's like, are you kidding me? Like we're going to the ends of the earth with this yeah, guy. Yeah, it's like we're committed this far. And, like, that was kind of the nice opposite parallel. I'm not really serious academically about this, but, like, when you're with the fucking traveler and you can constantly – you have this dialogue option that we, instead of constantly choosing, we were constantly not choosing, which was just, are we there yet? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, what the fuck? Like, the rest of it's, like, really deep shit. And then there's, like, this line of, like, bro, I'm 12 and I just am in a car and, like, oh, God, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I definitely think this game and his style – uh, of games or these style of games is very much about like taking you on like a journey like a journey that's atypical it's weird it's alien it's potentially in the mind it's it, one scene is reality the next is not and it's hard to put it all together um and i remember saying some just dumb ass shit that sounded so profound uh on on the recording that i like i think it does fit here but i don't think i said it well at the time I probably, probably the words probably didn't even come out like well at all but it was just like me saying like you know you could be at your house, you know, watching Netflix, but not just watching Netflix, watching the recommended tab, you know, that first little bar underneath or like continue watching or something. And you could be, you know, and you could just watch that TV show from your high school that you love watching for the ninth time. And you could never be surprised and you could never uh, challenge anything or have anything interesting about the content you, uh, you know, consume that night. And that's a totally reasonable way to live your life. But this game is the exact opposite. Like it's it's the exact opposite of Assassin's Creed. Right, like Assassin's Creed is not going <laughs> to surprise you along the it's way, true. really. But this game is like that's what I think I loved about the Cat Lady so much is there was a point in that game relatively early on where I realized I couldn't read it in the same way. It wasn't obvious. It wasn't a story that I had already heard told in a different way, potentially a great other way. But it wasn't that. It was like, oh, what the fuck? Where is this going? And I, you know, tilt my head, you know, like just like what? And I, I think that's kind of the magic. The magic is like, where the fuck are we? What the fuck is going on? This okay. guy just football punted a baby. <laughs> where is this going? He did. Oh, God. So, Gabe, experienced. you came into this after having played Downfall and the Cat Lady. But also, you don't really receive these games in the same fervor, perhaps, that McCoy does. No. <laughs> so <were you. laughs> 
<laughs> I, if I remember correctly, I was on the side of thumbs up for Cat Lady because mm-hmm. it it was very unique from anything I'd ever played, and I kind of appreciated the supernatural aspect of the game. And then I'll be honest, I don't remember much of Downfall. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I just remember it was pretty weird, and there was like a kid and then a girl. Yeah, remember that bomb? Don't they blow up at one point? Yeah. Nice. Do you remember like putting the cement penis on that uh, oh, car yes. pedal? And, <laughs> well, like, I do know, now that it... you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, true, true. And I'll be honest, I can't remember what I rated that game. I think it was a meh, but... I think you know, it was a meh, actually, yeah. All, I will say, all these games definitely have their moments of like cool or like weird but in a good way like makes you think or like badassery Mm -hmm. um but last or not last night but saturday night man that was a trip that was an experience (laughs) with this game (laughs) it's uh I, i mean you know i i didn't hate it the whole way through it wasn't like i was just miserable the whole time it was definitely like there were some moments where i was like come on or like yeah, this is just weird. But there are definitely moments too where it's just like, oh, or like, yeah, like you know, you did <laughs> you did the thing that we yeah. were all like trying, or like you know, moments of triumph. So I would say that this game is like it's a roller coaster, yeah. Um, just like kind of the rest of the whole series has been. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I, I would agree with you in like the roller coaster aspect, just because. Well, for one thing, um, I went into Downfall knowing how it happened and everything. So I was just basically basking in everybody else's reactions to it. And that might have been to the detriment of the playthrough. I don't know. Jury's out on that. Um, You'll have to watch it and let us know in the comments. (laughs) This one was was interesting because we all went into this one completely blind. Like, I hadn't played it before. Like, I played maybe the first two hours, I think. Um, But other than that, the rest of the game, I had zero idea what was about to happen. And it's true. And I I think it's something interesting. Like, I felt the pacing of Lorelai was all over the place. Um, Absolutely. And I don't want to say it's a bad thing, but it was just a disorienting thing. Like you go from a guy like football punting a baby and, you know, pigs and running after pig amorphous demon things to suddenly then like dressing an old lady in a nursing that home. That was a long <laughs> scene. Yep. Yep. Oh <laughs> my God. Extended. And yeah, and that that's the other part. It's like not even just like a one-off scene. It's like a whole hour of gameplay that's like nursing home simulator where you're like where what but we just but are we gonna just ignore like what just happened Briar? yeah and they do telegraph this a lot in the beginning which i didn't realize until like watching it through a second time where they talk basically like the beginning scene is actually like after all of this like you go back Mm -hmm. in time and she's like well here because you're talking to your mom like when you first roll in and she's like smoking Mm -hmm. cigarettes on the couch or whatever and you basically say, like, I had a crazy day. And you have the umbrella already. Like, like shit has already happened. Like, it's this weird otherworldly timeline thing. And it's like, you talk about the nursing home. You talk about, like, that's, you know, someone told you you're going to die. And you talk about, like, all this weird shit. You get kissed by a ghost. Like, you reference all these things. And I'm like, on the second time through, I'm like, oh, I kind of see, like, 
why. I'm not saying that that, that like fixes the pacing at all, but I did not even remotely see it coming. <laughs> like the first yeah. time I was just like, what, where the fuck are we? Why the fuck are we? Who the fuck are you? Why do I care about you? And they just right, like, like, yeah, go ahead. He, he messed around with, uh, with, I forget what the term is, but, you know, you're jumping around in time, definitely. Right. So you're doing flash forwards, you're doing flashbacks. You're... But then the flash, the flashbacks coupled with jumping into another dimension of death, yeah. I think is just what made it super disorienting. Because then just at the beginning of each part, it's like, okay, are we in real life right now? Are we in a dream? Are we in death? Or are we in the past? So it's like one of the four. And so a lot of this, it was just like trying to figure out. And I think that those kind of mental gymnastics I had to make sometimes were just like very disorienting. Oh, yeah. It's actually like, I, I'm just like, I guess I. it's so weird. I like, like saying what you, you were saying there. It's like, I don't, sometimes I don't even try to solve those problems. <laughs> and I just watch the lights that's flash on the screen. I'm like, that sounds so yeah. dumb. Do you know what I mean? Like. That's 100% why I was at here. And I think, like, actually that's maybe afterwards putting the pieces together is enjoyable. And But I think part of what makes, like, an artsy piece of media, like, really cool is that there's a lot of pieces. Well, one of the ways that it can be cool. There's many different ways an artsy piece of media can be cool. But one of the ways is, like, there's a lot of pieces on the table and you're not – It's it's, like, not clear. Like, just definitely not clear how they fit together yet. And so you're, like, trying to put them together and you're trying things as you go and you learn more and you're – putting them down again no i don't understand that and and i think that's like almost easier to do if you just like accept i don't know just like shit's gonna go down and then i'm gonna try to put it together and if i don't i'll be kind to myself and empathetic that i couldn't figure <laughs> out and move on with my life oh god because like i will say like walking watching the second time through i was like with like no commentary i was like interesting interesting like this is making a lot more sense to me at least in the beginning uh but at that, even at that time where like it seems pretty straightforward, like, no, no, God, no, <laughs> God, no. And then like, okay, sorry, here's a question. Like, I mean, if we're so, okay, I made this all random. Like, you know, you got these pieces, you don't really fit together. But like one of the ones that I don't know that, what about the traveler guy that's like anime? Like what, why did he exist? Yeah. What is he doing? Who is he? What? Does yeah, like, Am I and I think this this is one of my, I, I want to say it's like a complaint about the game, really, that I just feel is that I just felt like there were just a bunch of, I, I, it almost seemed like the game, I don't want to say the game like lost direction, mm -hmm. but it's just suddenly felt like all of these additional elements were suddenly added to the game, like very haphazardly. But then they were like tied together and remediated quickly or something like that sure. to the point where I just like I just didn't know what what the developer was thinking when he inserted it in in the first place. Like because I was thinking back as I'm thinking about this game, I'm like, what was the purpose of Jimmy the Traveler? He's this guy that has the ability to go into other people's dreams. But like. And I guess he kind of serves to be the person to help Lorelai discover, like, the nest of the queen, the ultra queen right. of maggots. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. like, Lorelai kind of figures it out herself. I, like, I don't know why it couldn't have been, like, where she figures it out herself. 
All right, and I don't know. Other than that, Jimmy is just then he turns into a crow and he wants to eat fertilizer, which you can refuse to him. And then he's just like, yeah, by the way, like, go wake me up at this address, like when you're able to. And so, like, I just think about, like, what the point of his character is. Dude, that character (laughs) honestly strikes me as a character that, like, I guess he's done with this trilogy or whatever, but, like, if he made another game, isn't it just, like, you play Jimmy the Traveler and then he gives well, that so content? 100%. That was going to be my, my my other thought. It's, like, I'm wondering if he's introduced this character to potentially open up this whole other story concept for future games. I oh, fucking no. hope so. <laughs> and here's the, real, here's the real fucking tie-in. It actually turns out that Jimmy the Traveler's abilities are because of the technology in To the Moon. And it's a crossover, right? (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) The ultimate gaming crossover. Harvester Games and uh, fuck Moon Moon Studios or whatever the (laughs) people who make To the Moon are. I don't like... I also know that Jimmy the Traveler was voiced. He he's voiced by some notable YouTube commentary guy, Yong Ye, which I've never watched his content, so I can't can't talk about his character. I don't know at this point in this day and age, he could have come out and been a terrible person. But oh, so at you're the willing time... to completely stand by what he stands for? <laughs> I, I I I have no idea. Um, but. <laughs> But that's also, like, the other question I have is, like, do you just want to add, like, talent to this game by, like, bringing in this, like... like oh, buzz. Yeah, it's, like... Yeah, just somebody to talk about the game in a yeah. way. So, you're like, oh, I'll create this character, Jimmy the Traveler. Hey, makes you want to voice him, huh? <laughs> like... It kind of reminds me of... What the fuck? I forget what we were talking about the other day, but there was some... There was some like like famous voice actor that, like, wanted... It might have even been Mass Effect. They, like, wanted into the Mass Effect series, and they just, like, wrote like a side character was it jessica chobot in the fucking anyways but no, like it was Tro- troy baker was troy baker he was like yo i really wanted this series and they were like cool we have a character for you like <laughs> i feel like, like it was also he... freddie prince jr it was probably freddie prince jr <laughs> oh my god dude. if anyone james. felt out of place it was it was james it was yeah. mass effect james uh-huh. god bless <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh god i actually Oh my god! Now thinking more about this idea of like this universe of traveling into people's dreams and shit like that. At the same time, being dependent of other people sent feeding you fertilizer, it seems like a pretty big drawback on (laughs) your little crow form. All heroes need to have weaknesses, right? There we go. (laughs) It's just like this is his kryptonite. He just turns into a crow and he just like has some weird like fertilizer fetish thing that you have to like do, and it's it's strange and nobody really. (laughs) I was gonna say, man, that's almost what it seemed like. It's like the <laughs> thing where you get into that mind state and then you do the thing and then afterwards you're like, I've made a mistake. I'm disgusted. And he comes out of it and he's like, hey man, thanks for thanks for not feeding me fertilizer. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and you're just like, who are you? Dude, who are you? Great I've never met this question. man before in my life. Oh my God. But I feel like he almost just, the creator wanted like a, as much as we we beat this term to death, but it does seem like he wanted an, an anime character, <laughs> like stereotype I mean, anime. Yeah, introducing him by a silhouette on top of a building. I'm mm-hmm. like, guys, perched over like a gargoyle. I, I know. Yep. I'm like, dropping yep. a rose to the to the ground. Yeah, it's yeah. like 
<laughs> Come on. Who are you? He was like one step away from just doing like a swan dive off the building in like just <laughs> epic fashion and just landing in that classic pose. It's like dust just billows out from all sides. He like looks up, glints his sunglasses, you know, all this fucking shit. <laughs> Plus, dude, his 100%. fucking, his boots had like 12 buckles. And I was like, this is already not anything I see in, right. in non-anime like, I'm already aroused. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Is that it? Is that is that it? No one has to answer this, but is it is it is it a more buckles equals more arousal? I'm just curious. Like, why are there so many buckles? All right, dropping that. I think that depends uh, on who you are. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, well, but like another another section that I thought was a little bit just seemingly haphazard uh, was the idea of um, influencing the cook Al's life. Oh my um, god, yeah. There, there's just a moment in the game where the Queen of Maggots is like, okay, I I brought you back to life. You died again. Now, in order to go back, you have to pay a price, which is to get Al to get go back to alcoholism. Uh, because a life for a life is what she always says. And I don't know, like, to me, I really did not like that part of the game. <laughs> um I feel like maybe if the con the the relationship between the Queen of Maggots and Laurel I was introduced with this every time you want to go back into the real life you need to do a life for a life thing like maybe if you had to do it to more than one person and then like maybe start off with like you influencing the life of like the sickest of the sick people like you know a guy who's just like murdered 12 people and has no remorse and and then maybe it gets more morally ambiguous as mm-hmm. you go on uh as you keep dying and need to go back into the real world like it was just because it was just that one off thing it's like oh i let you go back into the real world before for free now you have to do it to this guy who like yeah, he, he, he's done terrible things. He beat up his, you know, girlfriend in a drunken rage, but also he's, like, making steps to, like, make himself better, but I need you to, like, fuck take his... Up. Yeah, I need you to, like, fuck him up, and you're like, yeah. I, I don't like this. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't like it almost it feels like this is all, like, the part of, like, the fan service, like, self-referential, like, this series in of itself part that maybe is a bit forced. Like, I think some of the references were good, but, like... It's like this is where the cat lady is coming back in, but it's like it's almost like, hey, I'm doing the cat lady again, except that I'm not doing it well. You know, it's, I'm just like referencing <laughs> yeah. it because cat lady was a bunch of cycles and you got to like really dive into that. And it made sense. The queen of maggots was a key character, but the queen of maggots in this game like almost doesn't fit like that whole section doesn't really seem to have the level of depth you would expect. It's almost like, do you remember all this from the previous game when it had depth like? not here but we're going to use it as a plot device to finish this and so for Lorelai to be the one like I finally did it I finally like put the series to rest by killing the queen of maggots or whatever you're like really like you <laughs> after this like scene these scenes these relationships huh okay well yeah yeah I that that honestly like is it weird to be like the last third of this game just felt like it I don't like unraveled almost like there were a couple mm-hmm. threads, I think, that really made it w- their way all the way to the end. You're like, nice. Okay, cool. Like, I actually liked, um, like, I liked, like, 
the the little bit of revenge porn, revenge porn you get where you kill your stepdad and like how that sort of plays out and i like some of that stuff i think that was like cool but just the queen of maggots to get there was a little a little crazy mm-hmm. right there. like it, it felt like the the queen of maggots was like that very loose plot tie-in through all three series because even in downfall yeah like the queen of maggots shows up very briefly she doesn't have as big of a role in downfall as she maybe does in lorelei um, but she is like the one constant between yes. all three games. This is like one um, of those book series you read when you were 12 and like you and the first character was like really amazingly and powerful like and, and you just love that character and you love this book series. And then like it's like the title of this series is like something totally unrelated, like the seven fates or something. And you're like, what? But it's about like this, you know, James or whatever. Fuck. Such a bad name example that brings up so many other things other than what I'm trying to say. But then you read the second book and it's like based on an entirely different person in an entirely different world almost. But then like the real tying factor was the Queen of Maggots the whole time. Almost. Yeah, but they ditched what was good about the first one kind of. Yeah, like they could never recapture how beautiful like the first one was. They just had. And you're like, why did you even? There was more stories to be had for this other person. But yeah, it was kind of, it kind of felt like that a little bit where it's like. If, if they titled this series after all said and done, like, you know, like the fucking tale of the Queen of Maggots or something, right? You're just sitting there like, fuck, like, that is, I don't think, the best part of this shit. I mean, like, the the whole, the trilogy, the trilogy is called the Devil Came Through Here series. And the go. Queen of Maggots is the devil. There you go. Um, So I guess there's, like, that slight tie-in and whatnot um but i don't know just like just the whole idea the the thing i liked so much about the cat lady i like wait, like we've already said what i liked was just every time susan had to go back to live she always had to take a life for life you know she would snuff out a candle and then you would like watch a scene of a car accident so you know like okay because i blew out this candle this guy that was involved in this car accident and died like that is susan's fault Right. So, you know, every time you go back to the land of the living, you're like, okay, candle equals death. And yeah, just, Lord, this is what I just mean. It just, it seems so haphazard. You you meet the queen of maggots for the first time. She's like, oh yeah, get me some shark fin for some shark fin soup. Yep. And you're like, okay, well, this is ethically uh, bad. Um, <laughs> but also like you eat the soup, you get back, you're, you're fine. And then suddenly the queen of maggots just becomes more and more increasingly evil but doesn't really give the motive i at least on the first playthrough maybe if i look into the story of maybe a little bit more maybe it would explain it a bit more but i just thought like the whole queen of maggots character arc from like being this kind nurturing soul to poor lorelei who has a very harsh upbringing to then just being so vengeful and so like you're mine now. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just seemed very like hit and miss. I don't it, know. It was like a complete 180 really fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there was not enough room or space in this game to like let that breathe and to let you wonder what her intentions were or anything like that. And you've already met her mm -hmm. too, but it just, yeah, it just felt like, I totally agree, but it was just, it, it wasn't even like it got progressively worse that much. It just felt like it just switched almost. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, going into this, so I, I didn't know anything about the first two games, so I was my first run in with the Queen of Maggots was when she's like, 
have this soup. I'm like, well, that's kind of nice. And then like 20 minutes later, she's like, fuck this man's life up. And so I'm, I'm lost. Can yeah. you explain to me what just happened? So um, I'm glad that seemed like a, a complete 180 to other people as well, because it got me. Well, because the cat lady is, um, there's a lot of revenge porn in there related to the Queen of Maggots. Like you are trying to accomplish your thing in your own life, but also you get these interludes of like, I need to take the life of this terrible person. And it just like, in mm -hmm. it, it I think uh, crescendos in a way that actually I think this game still did have a lot of crescendos and a lot of really epic moments and a lot of like camera angles and timing with music. Um, but like they definitely played on that earlier in the series to like, like you're gonna both accomplish your, what you need in your life, but also like you're gonna help like protect the world too and that was i think the ambiguity for so long um was that sort of stuff i will say like god if, if you thought like you were like where the fuck am i or like <laughs> well i guess hold on i guess what i really say is like the the beginning scene where you where you like put the fucking headphones on play the music and then it like cuts to like the title screen and it cuts <laughs> to like the fucking people's names and shit like that to me is just showcases that this game like does still have like timing and and like maybe not pacing entirely all the way through it's certainly not pacing i think she's always made a good case for that but but it has like timing it's almost mm -hmm. like it's almost like better timing than you would expect from something that looks so jank um and it lets some of these moments in of themselves perhaps not in the total story perhaps not in the whole work as a whole but like in the actual individual moment like land in a way that's like, oh, whoa, like this is crazy. Um, did you guys have any of those experiences where you were sitting there like, okay, this is actually badass. I might be down for this. Or alternatively, like, wow, that scene was crazy. Like now I'm in a nursing home. I'm confused. But that scene was crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think the whole scene of, I, I think like one of the parts where I think it fully encapsulates the spirit of this game is right at the very end when your stepdad is chasing you around that brick factory mm -hmm. and you like, you you drop this, uh, just this, I, I don't know, these bricks that are from the rafters, you drop them on him and then you like go walk by the area and he jumps you and he's <laughs> like, you know, just stabbing you and you realize you have that broken bottle in your inventory yep. that you can just like stab through his face. Mm. Like, that's always great. Cause like that, that is just like the perfect kind of, this, this is what we've talked about with like the revenge porn, right? So yeah. like after all this entire game where he always gets the upper hand of us and you finally get that encapsulating moment where he thinks he has the upper hand and it looks like he has the upper hand, but not this time, bitch. And like, <laughs> it, yeah. I feel like, yep. yeah, I, I feel like the this series has a bunch of those, you know, not this time, bitch moments yep. <laughs> um, yep. that just make the series unique in a way. So. Yeah, I would actually say like, um, it's like a, yeah, it's definitely like a, it might be more than timing, but it's like kind of what you're referencing. I'm trying to like build on it and think about it a little more. It's like, it feels like this, maybe it is timing or it's, it's build up or it's something, but like this series has been able to actually pull off some of those scenes and kind of like get you feeling the way it wants you to feel for that stuff. And I just think that is so cool, especially considering this is maybe the prettiest one yet, but they're jank as fuck. Um, 
And I, I think back to a lot of AAA games that have like those like floaty eyed characters that aren't Zach, but like that are the like main character. <laughs> and they're just like sitting there and they're like their dialogue is like coming out of their mouth, but it's like a standard camera angle and it's not that interesting. And they're like trying to say some epic shit, but like the dialogue delivery isn't very good or whatever. And it's just you're looking at like essentially a Ken doll or something that's like speaking to you and you're like trying to get into it. And Owen, is that you? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm not better. Continue. No, exactly. It's just, it's, um, despite being such a small studio, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like potentially less, a studio might even be too big of a word to even describe what is going down here. I do think there are certain bits of artistic and creative, like sort of understanding that like really do shine like through, uh, in those like revenge porn moments or in some of the, just like the weirder moments and some of the like I don't know. Some of the time really gets... I actually think during the series, I don't think it was as true in this game, but some of the scenes are funny. Like, actually funny. And you're like, how did this small game nail humor and nobody else can even pull this off? Um, And it Mm -hmm. comes from, like, I would say, like, a mastery of, like, timing. And there's a lot of that here. I'm not sure if, like, you can get behind where they're trying to take you in some instances, but you can feel, like, the timing of it within the individual scenes to be really, really cool. Um, right, like one one thing I think, like I think we we talked about it a little bit in Downfall, but like part of the charm of Mikulski's games are like the meta commentary and the self deprecation that comes along with it, um, where you can go and be like, ah, they're self aware, like that's charming. It's it's charming in all types of media. Um, like maybe in some ways in this game, it was like a little heavy handed, like with I don't know, like asking Zach about his games and he's like, I made a game called The Dog Gentleman. And you're like, huh, 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 I get it. Okay, I get it. Because cat lady, dog gentleman. Uh, Oof, God, if I had actually got that at the time. (laughs) 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 Okay, sorry, continue. But but then again, there's there's some other like really great off-the-cuff humor moments. Like one of the things we pointed out was when Lorelai goes to Zach's door for the first time and she's trying to explain to Zach like why the police can't come to her house. Mm. And so she's just like, you don't understand. Like my parents live in filth. Like, you know, they're going to take my sister away and put her in foster care. Like my stepdad's, my stepdad's a douche. And like all this time, Zach is just going like, yup, yup. Okay. Like just nodding along. But then you're like, oh, my stepdad's a douche. And he sells weed to the high schoolers. (laughs) And Zach goes like, I know. But like it's passed (laughs) off like, so fleetingly that you know if you blink you miss it kind of thing but once you think about it you're like wait a minute that's hilarious like it's that kind of like off the cuff humor that's also great and shows like the skill that can be behind it yeah um in ways that i think were a lot better than like and and i think it, it goes to show um i guess the the improvement of skill from, say, the cat lady. I think the cat lady just tried to get, like, a lot of its humor off through puns and through, like, through through cat puns Jesus. and through, like, really awful, like, heavy-handed, like, dialogue. Mm-hmm. And um, Lorelai actually felt like the developer's sarcastic humor was actually starting to be on display yep. um, in a way. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Yes, I agree with that. And actually, like, I kind of think the dialogue 
at least the dialogue choices in this game, but potentially the dialogue in general, I think was actually like kind of like really good. Um, it helps when everyone is like recording on the same device. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Oh my God, dude. You, Yeah, Claire, you missed like some of the, and I, listen, again, this is where I bring out the word intentional, question mark. Um, but like, you know, that that game is one where you really question reality. We're talking about Cali. The Cali is a game where you really question reality. And so like, when you hear this like grating fucking sound that's coming out of someone's like laptop from like the 1900s or something, um, you're just like, what the fuck? Like this sounds so terrible. Uh, and you can't be sure if it's like intentional or not. Like maybe they just weren't working with a budget that could like support it. But in a game where you're not sure if it's reality or not, it does sound very unrealistic and perhaps very otherworldly. Uh, but here they definitely sort of were like, well, what, what if we just like did a little better job recording the voices? Yeah. Like what would we, yeah. what would happen there? Um, but like, dude, we did dramatic readings of all the dialogue or a lot of the dialogue. And I actually think like there's some like pretty cool stuff in there. Um, some of which I think like nail certain ideas or concepts. Like, I, you know, I, I, one that I wrote down was uh, actually you referenced it already, Zoe, but when you're asking like, should we call the ambulance? So Zach says, like, you should call the ambulance. And your two options are like, let me tell you something about my family, being like, hey, I I, I don't want, like, this is very private, but I want to, like, divulge, like, what the fuck is wrong with us so you can understand why I'm so scared to get the rest of the world involved. And then the other option is, like, we can't call an ambulance. Like, I have my reasons for this. Essentially, like, I need you to respect my privacy. There's, like, a barrier here. And I just, I, like, really like both of those ideas where they touch on the same insecurity of like your home life like whether mm -hmm. you do keep it private or whether you do start to divulge to this guy like they kind of lead that uh social aspect of the game up to you uh i think that's like really cool uh and yeah. it, like because it really feels like that's a hugely different way to play this like you know uncomfortable teenage character um she i i ate <laughs> in age <laughs> I, I ate. well because like, i eight years old it's the same thing with your mom right well your mom like you can be a total bitch to her and i'm not gonna say we weren't um <laughs> but you can also console As gabe her said renegade <laughs> yeah exactly it's the way to play it's the only way <laughs> but like there's other options in there which we didn't choose where you can just be like very kind and very uh like consoling of her it, it would seem the whole way through and it, it kind of creates, like, I think a really interesting dynamic where it's, like, you can either be, like, really up in her face, like, you need to get your life together. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're a mess. Like, you can say horrible things to her. Um, and then, of course, she ends up killing herself. But you can also try to, like, comfort her and take, like, the absolute most softest, kindest approach to. And it's not going to change the fact that she's going to kill herself. And so it's, like, mm -hmm. but that's a hugely different approach from you, the player, and a hugely different tone that you're, like, putting over the game. And, in fact like almost a sheen over the memories of what your life was like before this chaotic, crazy chaotic events. Um, and they just allow you to do that through the dialogue. And so that's why I think it's, even though it doesn't affect the story, it like really mattered what we chose for like the tone that we were going to see, um, which I think is cool. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, it's a departure from downfall mm -hmm. in that downfall and I guess you guys never really got the gist of this because we were trying to go for the golden playthrough during our playthrough of that game where you have to always use the kind caring consolable approach to your wife mm -hmm. but you could just be a dick to your wife and therefore get the bad ending um 
kind of wish we got the bad ending now, Oof, looking back on that downfall player through, because Joe is a dick. Um, <laughs> but so so it's interesting, like the the just the difference then just between those two games, where in downfall, your dialogue choices actually really did matter in terms of the tone that Joe sets off. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this game, towards the end, like it doesn't matter what tone you bring to certain situations. Like nothing's going to change as a result. Yeah. So like playing through, I was like, Oh, like I I think another one of like the big tonal, like tonal decisions, or at least, uh, things that appeared to be decisions were after the nursing staff, like pranks you by shutting you in that dead lady's room. And you can choose to either like, be really pissed off at them or be like, ha ha, funny prank ladies, like mm-hmm. great job. And I think we just took the high road and we were like, ha ha, funny yeah. prank. But like, it turns out that either of those two approaches actually wouldn't have done any right. different, uh, any difference to the main story at hand. Uh, all that would have changed is just their reaction to you. So I think for our playthrough, they just said, oh, like, you're one of us now. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you went the other route, they would have just been like, wow, it was just a prank. Right. <laughs> like, gone on like that. And, and all it really does is it changes, like, your perspective to those characters, but it doesn't, like, change, like, the outcome. Um, mm-hmm. And that scene was kind of where I knew, like, this game wasn't going to be what the cat lady is. And by the way, none of these games are like each other. That's actually what's so fucking bizarre. Like, the downfall isn't like the cat lady either, bro. Um, and this one isn't like Downfall. Like these are all like surprisingly unique games that have some weird, uh, like through like through lines between them, but like very weird. Like they're all very different from each other. But I knew like when when they pranked you and you were like, oh whatever, like die one dialogue option or whatever is at the end of this. Because in the Cat Lady, you would have killed all of them one by one. <laughs> just like you can't get wronged like that. Okay, that's just not okay. Um, but yeah. Oh man. Did you guys ever thought about that? I mean, like, so have you thought about that? Like, the fact that, like, dude, Downfall was fucking nothing like this game. And the Cat Lady was nothing fucking like this game. And all three of them share that with each other. Like, even though they're own in their own weird genre that feels so unique and only to this this guy's creations, like, none of them seem to follow the same formula, really. Like, in terms of what you're actually, like, seeing and thinking about and doing and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, they they all deal with some very traumatic parts of everyday life. Um, but as a result, the reactions to those different parts of life are what make the day- game so different. So, like, I don't know. The Cat Lady is all about battling through suicidal depression and coming out on the other side okay. Downfall is, like, trying to deal with your you know, try being the person on the other side of that depression because you're dealing with your depressive wife um, and her demons. So it's like being on the receiving end of somebody who has demons. And then like Lorelai is just all about like rough home life, dealing with a really shitty situation and trying to get out of that alive. Um which is, yeah, I mean, they're all just very different from one another. So I can see why they were all approached in different directions. Yeah, like it's um, it's funny, like you mentioned the formula, right? It's like dealing with some sort of demon some way and some, but like the difference between like even Downfall and the Cat Lady, like do you have the demons or do like, does your significant other has the demons? Like the actual way that the story plays out is like wildly different as a result of that. Like 
Yeah, they're all just like different allegories in the same universe. Mm -hmm. And then you just get like a cameo to kind of branch between the two games. You're like, oh, Susan's in the cash register. Nice. Yeah, what was it? It's like, I'm the bird man and you're the cat. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Fuck, dude. If only someone had told Susan that all you had to do was light the candles again and it would be chill. Like, holy fuck. (laughs) Where was the lighter in her inventory? God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Dude, okay, it did feel like I'm actually curious because and maybe this is a question for all of us. I think we were all trying to solve the puzzles, but maybe more specifically Zoe who was directly manning the controls, but like it felt like and I'm not sure if this is actually true, but it felt like the puzzles were less bullshit, I guess. Mhm. That's what it really felt like. Like, we solved this shit without being like, what the fuck, someone get a guide. Like, I was ready to pull the ripcord on, let's get a guide, but I felt like we never even got close to that. No, and I think it was finally, like, the developer realized that maybe bullshit puzzles aren't what people are coming to these games for. I don't know. Like, no, nobody pulls up Downfall being like, I'm ready for a puzzle that's going to stump me. Like, it's not what his games are known for. It's known for the narrative aspects and, like, the pacing of story. Um, And so, yeah, like, you know, you've gone from your whole, what else would you do with gloves in a toilet? And then you also go from, like, I was telling Claire, I would mention the bullshit puzzles in Downfall, but there's a particular puzzle in Downfall where you come across this brick wall that has a door outline to it. And all the game tells you is you must find the key to this door. Okay. Okay. You think of the word key. All right. Well, I need to find a key. Key's nowhere to be found. All you have in your inventory is a doll. Mm -hmm. And later down the line, you walk across this pumpkin. You smash open the pumpkin. Blood comes out of the pumpkin. Cool. And so you're like, cool. Like, whatever. Gore. That's nice. Turns out you have to dip the doll into the bloody pumpkin and the doll turns into a key yeah, see that? for the door. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so like, it, it, it thankfully stopped going from those cryptic, like you really have to think about it. Or I think, you know, I, you know, rest, in, rest, rest his soul, but Adam said it perfectly <laughs> in The Cat Lady where it's, you know, rubbing, just rubbing two items together and hoping that they'd stick. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot less of that in this game. In fact, the only time that we really ever felt like we needed to do that, the answer to that kind of made sense. I think it was trying to figure out how to light the fuse to the soup can bomb. And we just had a rock in our inventory and we were like, why would we use a rock on a soup can bomb? But then it turns out, you know, dash the rock against, you know, dash the wick of the bomb against the rock and create a spark. And that's how you light it. Like, okay, that more roughly makes sense than like just, I don't know, pulling some toothpaste out of your inventory being like, aha, it's on fire now. (laughs) Like, that's the answer. (laughs) Like, Which is how I felt with a lot of the answers to the puzzles in the previous games. Yeah. I I also think they really tried to limit the amount of items you could get. They, and, and not only that, like limit the amount of screens you could get away from the puzzle that you were at also. So it really (laughs) like limited the amount of things you could rub together. Should you be so desperate? Um, Right. Maybe like, I was trying to think like, what was the hardest puzzle for us? might've been the train set. Train set was a little tough, I think, for a second there. Um, 
But we and that was just trying to figure out what exactly the game was trying to tell us, right? right? Like right. we're moving these train tracks and there's a button you got to press, but then also you have this weird UI with the hand hovering over stuff. So you're like <laughs> clicking. And then there's like, the weird mass of spheres in the bottom left-hand corner. Those were rocks because if oh, you actually went up into the scenery, you would have seen that the train was crashed oh, against a right. bunch of water. Uh, right. huh. I just didn't see them as rocks. rocks. Yeah. Really, it just looked like testicles. I get it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? Yep. Once you mentioned, I was like, rocks? What are you talking about? Once you mentioned the testicles, though. Nope. Yep. (laughs) So, okay. Little transition here. But I want to ask uh, maybe Claire specifically, but then I think so we could also answer this. And I guess I don't know Gabe's life. Um, But they every time I see this game described, it's described as like a coming of age story, uh, you know, from a girl to a woman. Um, so does this game uh, start to encapsulate any of what it is to be a teen girl? Go. <laughs> I can't I can't say there are a lot of uh, personal parallels mm. I saw. Mm. Um, let me sit on this for a hot second. Uh, I'm going to come out and say no. Oh. <laughs> Although the awkward conversations with Zach did feel somewhat reminiscent. Mm. But no, mm. you didn't uh, didn't appreciate uh, you know the whole quirkiness. Got the couch out of the I don't know some British word that I don't understand that seems like lake. Yeah, oh, she got the couch out of the skip. The skip, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she 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 chatted to the mannequin head. That yeah. did not. I was just a little. And actually, something that was distinctly disconcerting for me, and I think for a lot of other people. Was you're walking on your way to work. There's the dog. Mm. She combines the cucumber with the cat. And she's like, everyone knows cats are afraid of cucumbers. And it was just silent on our end. (laughs) The fact that none of us had this apparently very obvious experience with cats and cucumbers. I found that it was almost like Maybe I haven't been raised right. Maybe I haven't had these important experiences in which I would know cats were afraid of cucumbers. I don't know. It's so funny, too, because I I went through a Lorelei playthrough, Uh and the guy gets to that scene. He's like, like, I don't understand. Cats and cucumbers, like, this game's ridiculous. You go in the YouTube comments, and everyone's like, everyone knows cats are afraid of cucumbers. Cats think that cucumbers. (laughs) (laughs) My God. And yeah, so people are like, actually, cats think that cucumbers are snakes, and that's why they're afraid of them. And I was just like, is it really that common? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is the one. I've never seen this behavior before in a video game, but we actually looked up the answer to this puzzle afterwards. After solving it, being like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. (laughs) Can someone Google this? Is this real? Like. Yeah, but to answer the question... Now, I probably wouldn't describe this as a coming-of-age story because it was a little harrowing. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, of course, like, we, we come from, like, a pretty a pretty well-to-do, like, upbringing. Like, we didn't have abusive parents and, like, we, we, had, a, we had a steady household and, like, we had a very good life. And so, like, maybe if you were somebody who's grown up in an abusive household, maybe there's parts of Lorelai's home life that can resonate resonate with yours, perhaps. I don't know if her journey would. Yeah, like, her journey was... I can understand just wanting to get out. But also the journey, for the most part, is like, how do I kill my stepdad? Which I hope that 
nobody has to deal yeah. with. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's probably not the first describer, like descriptive word I would give this. All right, story. all right. What about that line? Yeah, coming of age would be like one of like maybe like the fifth way I describe yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, I could totally see that. What about that fucking line where it's like, ah, oh, my favorite band, like the only sound that can drown out the screaming in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah junkie brush. Like <laughs> like, oh God. I, more like, yeah. um, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, she reminds me a lot of Max from Life is Strange. And I hope we do a trashy drunk playthrough of Life is Strange Please. sometime mm. in the future of the podcast. Mm. But like, there's just a way in which they also wrote the character of Max, where Max is just like, you know, oh, God, just can't wait to start listening to music to drown out all this stuff. In my life. <laughs> we like, get it. It's like, okay, Your like, <laughs> I mean, like maybe, maybe in my angsty teen years, I did maybe have those train of thoughts, but maybe it's just the fact of hearing it said out loud yeah, that makes it I think, I, Yeah, and I think God. in a way this type of media does have a disadvantage in that thing in which you have to verbalize everything characters say like thinking because when you put it into words you're like wow you are a melodramatic baby but you know we've all had like i want to listen to music moments it's just we don't have to describe them like that. you don't state (laughs) out loud in your room like god i want to listen to music (laughs) loudly like it is the only thing that will drown Oh God! It's actually. Would you Would you agree with that game being somebody who also likes music? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm just sad I can't speak on the uh, the being a teenage girl matter. <laughs> I don't know. On this podcast, we speak about things that we don't understand constantly. So you know, hey, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Gabe, what was this like for you? So, so Gabe, you. Yeah, exactly. You like like Zoe said before, right? You're sort of middling on this series. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the audience a behind the scenes look at our playthrough last or not. I keep saying last night. Uh, Saturday felt, night. Honestly, time has been strange since then. And that time <laughs> is a nebulous concept. <laughs> um, I will fully admit that I kind of had moments throughout the. Uh, game session where I kind of blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> like in the sense of like, I, I don't think I can watch this train wreck anymore or was it yeah. like... Also being the only sober person there, it was just added extra <laughs> oh. like, I, I'm not drunk enough to be fully invested in this. I think that's a fair defensive mechanism, yeah. 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 Should we, do you think as the sober person there, do you think it's like a disclaimer that we should put into the, the videos should they ever surface on the internet? Something on the lines of, you should drink with this or else the, the, the sounds, the resonances that will come across the screen, they won't like resonate drinking. with you. Legally, we shouldn't say that, but that should be the case. <laughs> um, there was even one point where like, you know, it, some of the more craziness had died down and it kind of got to like a, more like passive or just kind of like figure things out and i fully admit that i kind of just got up and made dinner because i realized it was like 9 p.m and i was like oh shit i haven't eaten i didn't realize this is gonna be a whole journey you're like holy fuck where am i yeah but i mean that sounds like a nice use you know it it still was quite the adventure um 
You said that there were a couple fuck yeah moments in this game. What were the fuck yeah moments for oh, you? Oh, dude, like killing the stepdad. Dude, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's an asshole. Um, mm-hmm. What else? You know, I don't. I don't really know. It just seemed like a whole, a whole journey. Even just like coming to the end and seeing that we got the the golden ending, mm-hmm. and that, I mean that speaks. You know volumes to zoe's ability to charter through these games and just after you know playing the other two in the series she can kind of sniff out the avenue of (laughs) the golden golden ending ending. yeah yeah um yeah i one one thing i meant to bring up uh earlier when we were talking about the the uh was it timmy the traveler jimmy the traveler Jimmy the Traveler. Jimmy the Jimmy, Traveler, yeah. 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 Might as well be Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's alliteration right there, so. Dude, you know. I was going to say, Timmy the Traveler actually comes off the tongue quite nicely. Yeah, missed, I actually uh, really amazed it. It should have been The Traveler. Don't you think? That would have been, like, yeah. anime enough. Like, why a name? Oh, my yeah. God, you're Jimmy. right, dude. The Traveler. Just The nice. Traveler. But... What about what about Jimmy? I just I I love that moment where it's... I think it was a mix of just, like, it had been going on for so long... It, the whole direction of the game was super wild and McCoy was super drunk to where he thought that we were dating (laughs) that guy. I thought it was Zach. I thought it was like a Zach's alter ego. (laughs) Like this is what Zach wants to be like in his dreams. This is who he is. I don't know. He's like, yo, is Zach like cool? We're just like dating this dude now, dude. It's like, what was he like a cuck or something? I did not say that. No, you said beta. Oh God. Oh God! I love, I love. But then just all of us were like, "No, this is this is Jimmy," and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> well, I think also at one oh, point God. McCoy is like, "So we're dating this guy?" And I was like, what? "What? What? What makes you think we're dating him?" And you're like, "I don't know. Like, he's just here." And I'm like, "You know, I wouldn't put it past this game to just be like, you talk to this guy once. You guys are dating. I mean, we're playing as a female character, and he's a guy, so therefore we're dating. That yes. makes sense. And to be fair, they did warn about nudity. Oh. Yep. I think the entire time, McCoy was like, where is it? <laughs> I think I think it ended up being the old lady I the entire time. I think it was time. the old ladies. I do I love think every new point. character we met. McCoy's like, okay. Guys, what's the route we go to sleep with them? Dude, I'm not going to Which lie. is amazing considering how normally McCoy is not about the romance and games. Wow. Apparently, I'm just a fucking demon when I get drunk, apparently. I'm just like sitting there. Uh, You're a prude, like, McCoy. It's a different person. A no, different person. I just remember sitting there and being like, I can't believe I never thought of this before, but the idea of approaching every new character, like how do we have sex with them, is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> like we true. have to do this. Um. Yeah, I actually think there was a slight bit of nudity with your your character. I think when you see her like beheaded or something, sometime in a chair, but you see like her entire like side of her leg or something. I guess there's like that too. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, that leg. You see a little, oh, like, a little too much thigh. You know, you see her bare feet. You see too much hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. We're back in the twenties. <laughs> god, it's true. I will warn those out there that if this is like a sort of a if you're interested in playing games for the nudity, even if it be sparse, this is not the game for you. Um, this ain't it, <laughs> I mean, the thrill of excitement that it might happen was there, but we've ruined it for you now. So there's I mean, there's look, nothing. we just got to admit that, you know, 
nothing's going to top the scene from Downfall. I will give that game that credit <laughs> of that naked woman walking in and then you just hitting her with an axe. <laughs> Dude, that scene was crazy. Oh. <laughs> uh. At that point, I wish I had just said, fuck the golden ending, because you guys were like, tell her she's beautiful. <laughs> tell her she's beautiful. And I was like, I can't. That'll not get us our golden ending. I, I just love the idea. It's, it's essentially all the guys being like, yes, finally, a hot woman. And so he's like, guys, come on. Come on. <laughs> Stay focused. Yeah, she's like turning to everyone like, guys, don't you want to be happy? And then they're like, happy. Look at this thing. Come on. This is happiness. What do you want from us? Um, especially after such a torturous game, that one. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's true. It's true. So there is an improved engine in this game. <laughs> and it's one of those things where I do think it's funny because playing this game, I didn't really feel like the engine was improved. But then I went back and looked at the other games and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it's so improved. Like, the game is still drank as fuck, but... Like, the FPS has improved for sure. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like I couldn't tell if this was a Discord stream or not, but occasionally you would like leave a room and it would be like a s kind of surprisingly long loading screen for the hallway. Yeah, like a solid 15 <laughs> seconds for the hallway. I'm like, okay, so. You're like, all right. This is, this is it, it's, you know, in a way, like, so the graphics are more HD in this game than the other games, which I guess helps. The resolution's a bit better, except for some reason, Bethany the baby, like whenever they zoom in on her, she's like blurry. She up. Yeah. And then um, she just doesn't move for the rest of the whole game. She's like in her crib. Exactly. Um, but then just one of the things, and I think it just speaks to the jankiness. Um, like you could tell the developer was playing around with 3D shaders. Because <laughs> oh. just suddenly, like you'd be in this like 2D game and a 3D cat would just pop up yeah. on the screen. And you're like, oh, what God. the fuck that is so happening? Good. Or like that when you would so do bad. like a small interaction and it'd be like almost like a cutscene. Yep. But just like a weirdly 3D animated object and like a 3D <laughs> hand to like open a box or something. You're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that box. I, I remember being literally floor. I mean, the cat the cat was actually the most flooring one of all because it was absolutely. Oh my god, it was fucking crazy. But before that, there was like almost a reference, you know, like here's what's coming, and it was just a 3D box for no fucking reason. And I was like, what is that 3D? Am I blind? What's happening? What is happening? And the game was slowly devolving into madness, and that's again where you bring back the phrase intentional question mark. <laughs> well, so it's interesting because. Uh... When this game was in production, like this was after we had learned about the cat lady and everything. And actually, our Mikulski streamed himself making this game. So I did attend some of his live streams wow. of him creating some of That's these things. That's some dedication. And yeah, so he would just basically make these 2D environments. And he's like, you know what? I just want to add this 3D object in there in here because I just want to practice. Whoa. So, I, okay. Like, that's that, it just kind of speaks to like, I call it jank, but it's in such a loving term where it's just like, he's literally just like, I just want to practice for the love 3D of the cat yeah. because why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> for the love of the game. Yeah. And that's one of those things where I'm telling you, if you're on a certain wavelength, that shit resonates to you because what the fuck is that cat? <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? Oh my God. Oh, why I really wish like the movie Quest for Camelot was a bigger like thing because i remember watching this movie multiple times and there's it's a 2d animated movie hmm. 
It's a musical, of course. Of course. And there's this inexplicable, like, 12-minute scene in the middle with this three-dimensional tree ogre. But the best part is on, on the DVD case, they touted this as a major breakthrough in technology. Not like an immersion-busting, what the fuck is the cylindrical <laughs> monster doing? But they were like, hey, guys. This is why you should buy this movie. So it was a nice little callback to that <laughs> as far as just completely unnecessary 3D objects that they could have done just fine without. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's for the love of the game. Right. Well, for me, it's just like it just goes to show just how. Well, for one thing, it's just like this is literally the one guy who makes these games and he's like. I like. I feel like I'm insulting him when I say this, but I again, I mean this in the most loving term, but it's like he's not professional. He's not working for a AAA exactly. gaming studio kind mm -hmm. of thing. This is literally a guy who like probably has a nine to five job, then comes home and does this game. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, this is cute. Yeah. <laughs> like this is endearing. Go 3D cat, you beautiful fucked up thing, you. <laughs> yeah. Also, it shows how far technology has come for like, Back in that day, like an entire studio and multiple teams were like, dude, fucking put this on the box. Jesus, that took so many yeah. man hours. And he's like, guess I just want to practice with the 3D. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, I will say like what I love about this series is and I love about a lot of different works that have these sorts of qualities to them. But the fact that he's not working for a studio, the fact that he doesn't need to give a fuck and answer to anyone, he can just do what he wants. It really does like allow just shit that is not the same thing over and over again and is not like common it allows him to just do just do what he wants and if you trust him then he'll he can take you places that like other people just wouldn't want to go or wouldn't be interested in going or wouldn't even think of and so there's just like this weird like solo projects like are super weird but i found that like at least the good ones the bad ones okay whatever but the good solo projects have like a cohesion to them that's almost like a dedication and a love from the person that is like just so impressive like like this game is just so itself <laughs> whether you like that or not that's fair enough we can get there <laughs> but it's so itself and it's so not like other things uh and i just think that that like that part is so fucking cool and it, all of that can be happening while he's fucking around with 3d objects like it can it can it can fit right. in his own fucked up style I mean, like we talked about it, like during our one hit wonders block, right? right? With right. like Return of the Obra Dinn is one that comes to mind. Like, can you imagine some guy in a triple A gaming space coming to the board of directors being like, I want to make a game that's like a whodunit, but also I want it to be on these like old Mac graphics. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, that's going to be the aesthetic of this game. Like it would be axed probably immediately because they'd be like, no, but we have all this like cool engine stuff that we want to try out and did you see Sekiro like <laughs> yeah exactly like, have you heard um, of Dark Souls we're gonna do a combat system you're like no like no but seriously <laughs> so yeah so like that's like the beauty of working on a project by your by yourself is that you go into it with a vision and you're able to just literally do fuck all with it yeah. um it doesn't even matter and like you know if people buy it cool um from what it sounds like, you know, if Zach truly is, like, the developer in character form, like, I want to know what R. Mikulski's, like, Ice Cube Battles equivalent game is mm -hmm. and get it for 99 cents on the Steam store and be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. 
it's just so funny too because like referencing oprah din like i was thinking the same thing but like oh god this might be a detail like i was i'm getting wrong but this happens all the time where like i'm pretty sure that game took him way 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 longer than mm-hmm. he initially yeah. intended and so even if you got the studio to green light it which i think is a miracle like then when it comes into trouble like halfway through where it's supposed to be done and they're like out for their commitment and they're like not sure if they trust you to finish this weird indie game you're making like those are the hurdles that just kills they just kill beauty and like right like this person mass effect three anyway (laughs) (laughs) ouch (laughs) yeah yeah but for real though um and so like it's just cool it's cool to enter a space where you're like this person is gonna go until it sits right with them and maybe it won't sit right with me but if i can share any overlap with them in what sits right then we might actually get somewhere as opposed to like i mean so many games nowadays are like are like like minimum viable launch right like i guess it's sort of fun and there's a shop in there like let's get it out there <laughs> and right. and especially with um with the uh, fuck what's it called uh early access right like so many games are like okay it's barely playable do you want to buy it from us and uh that's your first time through the game right like it's the first time you get to really mm-hmm. experience it and see it and like i'm just really glad that i got to see all of his games done as opposed to like halfway cooked and then like i guess i should go back to the cat lady and play the real version or something like like i just got to see what sat well with him i think that's like a really cool cool part of these like smaller games and the way the landscape has allowed smaller developers to make real things like that's just that that is so cool it feels like it's a a lifeline for these weirder creative things to actually work and be viable right yeah definitely wow Let's see. Okay, one more topic, I think, unless anyone else has other stuff, before I make people rate this game, which is going to be very strange. Um, Before we get there, I actually wanted to make a comparison for this game and a game we've played recently, and I wanted people to play with this idea. Um, Here's the comparison. This game versus golf with your friends. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. So... Oftentimes throughout my life, I've had conversations with people about what the value of games are. I don't know if I enjoy that sort of thing. <laughs> um, was that not self-evident? But like one of the things that people often say, and, the, and there's often a lot of discussion around, is games that uh, you can do in a group, whether they be straight up cooperative games, right? Like golf with your friends, or whether it's a game like this, which it's not necessarily a game that you might play in a group all the time, but we could, you can, and we did. Um, and they often say things like, well, you know, those co-op games or those multiplayer games, like they're fun or whatever, but there's only so much fun that they really deserve to have attributed to them because in reality, what was fun was you were hanging with your friends, right? What was fun was that you were drinking and hanging with your friends and, and having a good time. And the game was good and all, but how much credit does it really get? And if you listen to the golf with your friends episode i'm trying to give zero credit um <laughs> in that particular <laughs> instance but here i find myself torn because this was a game that we've talked all about sort of all sorts of failings of it and yet i truly truly loved my experience with it and with all you guys with it right and so then i almost feel like i want to give a lot more credit this time around to this game and i think there's a difference there between these two games and what they can give being a backdrop game. But has anyone ever thought about that? Like what 
what value do you assign to a game that is in the background of a hangout session? And can different games be better for different circumstances? And do they deserve more credit? Yeah, like, I, I, I think you're, I, I think I'm feeling along the same lines of how you're feeling when approaching these sorts of games. Like, I feel like, well, a part of me also thinks like this kind of series of games had, had like created this traction with it where people wanted no choice but to play them in group settings so people can collectively experience, you know, the mind fuckery that is R. Mikulski's games. Mm -hmm. Like, um, one of the people that I usually watch playthroughs of, he did a solo playthrough of the cat lady that he later uploaded to his YouTube channel. Whereas with Lorelai, he live streamed it and then posted the live stream to his YouTube channel later because he just wanted to experience and react to the game with his chat mm. um and so like in that way it's like yeah i feel like these games bring this value of this collective experience of everyone just reacting suddenly and everyone being like what is going on like what is happening my mind is melting um and then comparing that to a situation like you know golf with your friends or just any other, like, I guess, background co-op game where, like, yeah, you're going through the movements of playing a game, perhaps, but your mind is elsewhere. Like, in a way, because this game kind of provided more to have your mind invested in, it therefore has a greater value as a collective experience than maybe a multiplayer game does. Like, like neither really invites conversation at that time necessarily, but this is so much more of a joint experience. I guess it's like, that's, that's what you're getting at. Like everyone is seeing the same thing and, and reacting. Yeah. I mean, and I think I, I, I might've mentioned this like off the podcast, but like when I was thinking about finishing off this trilogy, I was like, you know, I really regret that we never played the cat lady collectively. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it feels a little weird that we all played the cat lady separately and then came together to talk about it. I wonder how much different the reception to that game would have been mm -hmm. if we had played it collectively from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and even then, I think you and Gabe both saw the value in that collective experience because uh, you were streaming it to Gabe and I joined you at some point as you were playing the cat lady. So like the three of us got that collective experience that maybe Adam and James at the time didn't get. And for that, it's like, oh, we're like, so sorry, you two. But like, this is the way to experience that game. Um, yeah. yeah and, and and just to ask you another question, just to go further. And it's like, when, when, when this game, I don't know, I, I guess when it came out, right? But, but even like recently when it's like gotten, it started to pick up steam and it seemed like there might actually be an opportunity to pull it off for the podcast. You kept saying like, God, I'm so fucking excited to play this with everyone. And I think what's interesting is after this discussion we've had about all the parts that maybe didn't necessarily make sense or didn't hang together or weren't as good as previous parts of this series, like, but do you feel robbed of what you were excited for, which was that group mm -hmm. playthrough? Like, do you feel robbed of that when the game didn't quite deliver to your expectations or in the end of the day to just give it to you anyways? Yeah, I mean, like. I, I never felt cheated by this game. Like I have its I have my criticisms about it, but the collective experience made the reception to those criticisms like 
a lot less, I guess, hard hitting than maybe if I played it by myself and saw it with a more critical eye, for sure. So then, so then, basically, just like similar lines, but like Claire, this is like your first time into the series. You went, you didn't even try to play one alone, and then figure that out, and then think maybe I should play with people. You just played this with people, which I don't know if you do that often or not, or, or if that's novel or who mm-hmm. knows. But like when you look at this experience, and yeah, we've had our criticisms, but like, did you enjoy your time with this train wreck of a of a thing? Yeah, I, I was. I was just thinking. I'm definitely more of a solo gamer, just kind of going through things myself. I typically stay away from side scrollers and everything like that. But I had an incredibly fun time just even like just watching something that at a lot of times for me didn't make a ton of sense. And maybe that's part of the game's fault, but probably mostly my fault. Um, Probably not. But it was a really, I think, fun way to experience a game for the first time, especially one that I would not have picked up by myself. Um, But having kind of like that collective, like we're all reacting to the same thing at the same time but at the same time it's like we're reacting to the game so it's not like we're having an outside conversation that's just superimposed on golf with friends or whatever um we are all reacting to the game um at the same time and i thought that was um really enjoyable and uh super fun for me so even though it's not this is not a game that i'm like i'm gonna go back i'm gonna buy it on steam i'm gonna play through it myself um i think I think for sure I can say I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I really think this dovetails right into the rating. Because I think if we're going to rate this game, it almost, and we've done this before with playthrough games, I think it does make sense to do this. We kind of rate the game in a more traditional academic sense. And that is whatever it means to you. Um, but then we also rate like the playthrough and just like how it was to enjoy it with your friends. Because... We've enjoyed a number of games with our friends. And actually, in a weird way, we can rate those against each other, maybe. Although I give everything a gold star. Um, so maybe we can't. <laughs> yeah. I, I I do want to get Gabe's thoughts on the collective experience. Maybe I don't know if we should approach it from like an entire trilogy standpoint, Gabe. But like, did you find value in the collective experience of all three of these games? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I was, as you guys are talking about it, I was I was thinking about it and... For me personally, you know, I think I think it comes down to who you are as a person because I can think, you know, some people would prefer to play this game by themselves and not have to deal with anyone else. Other people would love to play this game with friends or maybe people would love both. Um, but for me personally, uh, the only way I would have experienced these games fully is the way we did it with playing with uh like group collectively um even though the first game that wasn't technically like what we were doing but because mccoy was like hey man just come over and play this game with me i was like thank god (laughs) like because a i mean that's more fun but also like playing that game and then thankfully also you jumping in and helping us you know if that were not the case i would have played maybe the first like 15 minutes of that game like the very first one the cat lady and just uh, de- deleted windows <laughs> from my computer, like just had broken my computer. Yeah. Um, but it was it was cool to see the game progress and the series progress, and to experience this collective. Because yeah, if it had not been for others playing the game and me just along for the ride, I would not have 
seen the ending of one game, let alone three. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, Gabe, do you want to dovetail that straight into the the two ratings, one for the game and two one thumbs for the down. Collective? Perfect. <laughs> Both no. of them. Um, Both of them. Two thumbs down. I hate people. I hate games. There's. I hate you. I hate this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I hate drinking. Like. <laughs> Fuck the collective experience. This game, yeah. This series made me hate alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. Um, this wasn't Call of Duty. <laughs> exactly. No, I think, you know, for this game, like I keep mentioning, it was a roller coaster of emotions. And overall, I had a, lo- a lot of fun, you know, experiences along with you guys. Um, but for me, I'm going to give it a, a meh because I feel like there are a lot of cool moments. Um, but for me, this one just like, I felt like the story was kind of weird and the pacing was really weird. Um, <laughs> some things kind of just like, can't it, like, like the travelers kind of came out of nowhere and I felt like didn't really add a whole lot to the story. Um, and like the self inserting stuff was just like, that triggered me. <laughs> um, and just like making the comments of like real life things like Skyrim and then, Game of Thrones. Being like Game of Thrones and being like, yeah, I was going to create a game where you start on an island with like a torch and a stick. And but it's called dust. But, you know, somebody beat me to it. Wink, wink. <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's just like, oh, man, why? Like you've created this weird like universe for your game series. It's like, it's fine. It's cool. But then like going and like making these obvious reference drops to like real things. It just felt like. I don't know. Maybe he's just playing off of how his games have gotten more popular, but also just felt like. Did you like completely lose your shit at the end when they didn't go to McDonald's, but they went to McRonald's yeah. instead? It's like, why? <laughs> what? So, like, what are the rules here? I mean, I guess like, it, and that's weird too, because it's like, you know, maybe, okay, you maybe you don't want to like be sued or licensing or whatever with McDonald's. That makes sense. But then you just have like, a, like a minute long clip of like a Disney movie playing on a yeah. TV in your game. Like, dude, how did you? I was curious. No, there's no way it's public domain. Holy fuck! I, I seriously <laughs> think he just slipped it in and nobody's said anything. But who knows? It, hey, if Disney Holy contacts shit. you, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, if our <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this. You fucked. God damn. <laughs> um, but yeah. So for me, you know, a lot of. A lot of cool stuff happened, but ultimately I think it was just weird pacing. I didn't feel as enthralled by the story as I did with uh, the cat lady. And then I feel like the uh, downfall had more more of like a hype moment and ending for me, uh, which I enjoyed more. So, yeah, for me this game's going to be a meh. And then as a series... The series, I think I'll give a thumbs up because it, it's been a wacky ride, but ultimately I think these games have enough for people to enjoy them, even though it's not like I, I'm clearly not the desired audience. But these games, you know, clearly have an established audience, you know, maybe not as big as like a AAA game or whatever, but, you know, even though it's not the biggest audience, clearly they are devoted to this series and a lot of people love this game. Um, and this this series, so I, I gotta give respect to that. And he's making these games that he wants to make, and telling these 
although weird stories, but these are the stories he wants to tell. So series overall, yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Nice. How about the group playthrough? What do you think about that? Was it awesome? McCoy being drunk A+. plus. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, dude, more. <laughs> I, I think I, I told you this, but like, I think you killed him, man. Really? Oh, Jesus. I think you definitely <laughs> I'm helped. nervous. You definitely helped <laughs> carry it because I felt like I was a little lackluster the other night because, like I said, I was sober and I kind of checked out at various parts. But you were going strong the whole night. Oh, really? I thought Claire was, uh, Claire was carrying. <laughs> really? I mean, both of you. I was like, thank both God. Both of you here, holy were fuck. riffing off of each other and really made it work. <laughs> holy shit, dude. Damn mess. Damn <laughs> oh, God. Mess. <laughs> oh, God. Beautiful. Well, awesome. Mm. Are you gonna give like? Sorry, did I, did I space out for the actual? Red, I, I, you know, hey. Yeah, I gave the game a math, the series a thumbs up. Okay, yeah, okay, and then the group playthrough a golden star because it was the best thing you've ever experienced. Yeah, I, I give drunk McCoy and drunk Claire golden stars. Fuck yeah. more of that, please. <laughs> hell yeah. Okay, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, you know, and I give Zoe a gold star too because she was able yeah. to flawlessly get through this game without knowing yeah. it and <laughs> get the you. golden ending. Thank you. I give me a thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) Reasonable. Okay. (laughs) Um, I guess on that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Who do we want to go to next? I guess I'll just go. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been thinking a lot about like what I want to give this game itself Um, because I think there's always this honeymoon period with me after a playthrough where I'm like, because the playthrough to me is always a gold star and it always is. And that's just because... I just have so much fucking fun with these like group playthroughs of whatever the fuck it is, uh, as long as I'm not a cone trying to fucking make its way across a fucking jungle gym, because um, <laughs> that shit's not fun. Um, anyway, sorry. Okay. McCoy's scarred by acorns to this day because <laughs> of golf with your friends. Yeah, I see a squirrel and I'm like, what value do you see in that thing? <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Um, but like, I always have this like sort of like. I would say just like glow afterwards of like, oh my God, this game is amazing. That plate there was so amazing. That was so fun. Like, holy shit. And then, you know, like I think about it more. Maybe I watch the game a little bit more uh, in a different state of mind. And then I, you know, we have this conversation. I think people bring some great criticisms to the table that seem to hold a lot of truth to them. Um, And so then I look at that, you know, and it's hard to like, you have to like try to figure out where that stands. I think I want to say maybe one thumb up for this game although i'm tempted i'm curious to, ugh, nobody's gonna remember what i said for downfall I, sh- I should have this all on hand but i don't and so i'm gonna have to just go and say i think one one thumb up for this game no no i'm gonna go two thumbs up for this game yeah there we go okay finally got there two thumbs up but notably not a gold star which i've given before in the series um because i don't think it was as good as the other ones and um but i do think in some ways it was different, and I think in some ways it was still very, very good. Um, but it's the type of game that I actually really enjoy. So it's not one of those things that I really expect anyone else to like care or know about. But just like the the weird artsy shit, like I like that. Like I was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, "God, I just hate games that are like not internally consistent." And I was like, "Well, then don't play any of the games that I like, um, <laughs> because that's just not something I give a fuck about in the same way." Um, I actually almost in some ways rail against internal consistency. I don't actually, but. I think if it's not there, it allows you to read more personally, like into the game itself and and try to figure it out. Whereas in some games and movies for that matter that tell you what it is, like the answer to this artsy movie is, is like a way less, I mean, it's cool. Like 
as a concept, but I sometimes even, you know, read what like the, the fucking director or the writer thought the story was. And I was just like, I wish I hadn't read this and I actually don't care because mm-hmm. what it happened in my, you know what I'm that. saying? Like that matters more to me. So when a game is not as internally consistent, I feel like I feel stronger in reading into it myself and taking it through my own lens. And, oh, this this particular moment spoke to me. In fact, there was a moment in this game that spoke to me really a lot where you're dressing the old old um, woman with clothes uh, and you get to choose something and she just wants to look beautiful. Um, and, you know, we joked about this on the recording. We joked about it here, you know, but like if this is where the nudity is, like we're fucking mad. But like that's her um, existence, right? And and you can look at the pictures on her bedside table, maybe not actually in this game, but in reality. And they're of, you know, a beautiful person. Um, but at some point in time, that leaves all of us. And it's become such a key part of who we are that um, that must be insanely hard. And I remember, like, the day before my grandma died, I remember, like, combing her hair. She didn't have very much of it, but just combing it and just, like, telling her that she looked beautiful because she needed to hear it and just like realizing like at the end of the day like she just needed to hear that shit um Mm -hmm. and so there's like beauty you can take from these scenes if you can find the life connection um and if you can uh you know not be overtaken by zach's blank stare or like the fucking (laughs) marijuana references everywhere (laughs) who the fuck knows so you know okay so two thumbs up for the game uh, for the playthrough, right? I said uh, Golden Star because how could I fucking do anything else? It was so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like, I was, okay, that's what I'll say about the playthrough is that like, I was thinking to myself like, okay, so we've done all these Last of Us Part 2 episodes. We've done like three of them and they're three hours long and that's nine hours. And then we've done like all of these Last of Us episodes and I don't remember how long those are, but let's say with two hours long, we did three of those, right? And that's six hours. So it's like, we've done like 15 hours um, where Claire's just been a fucking star. And I'm like, but this is a different thing. Like, I don't know if she's gonna like like this. Like, I don't know how that's gonna work out. Um, and dude, you were like, I don't know why I had any doubt. Like you just like, you just <laughs> came in as, as has been referenced before, like a wrecking ball um, and just like, <laughs> were a fucking shining star in that playthrough and it was so fun so i was just like awesome i should have known but i was i was nervous i was like what if this isn't her cup of tea like are we forcing her to do some shit she doesn't want to do like whatever but you know it was super fun so thank you thank you Mm -hmm. and then the series as a whole apparently we're doing this okay fuck it i'm down um mm, do i golden star the whole series because there if if there exists in a series a golden star game for me then even if the rest don't live up, I still think that's such a monumentous achievement that I feel like it should be called out. So I, I think I will go Golden Stars to this series because I'm a I'm a fucking fan now. Like you can send me a teaser trailer about the next game that this person's making and I'll get giddy or something. And um, that's because I think the series is awesome and I think this person's awesome. And I really like what they're doing and there's not much similar. Okay, um, cool. Should we do Claire then Zoe so then Zoe can tie yeah, it up? I, yeah, yeah. So first of all, I'm gonna give the playthrough a gold star because it was it was just super fun. The the drama the the, the performance of when Zoe did the quick time mm-hmm. event to catch the falling baby, mm-hmm. my heart rate was at 190 <laughs> plus. That was the most exciting thing of my week, hands down. And it was just and watching yeah. back on it, it's great because you see like. <laughs> everyone's just screaming into the mic being like hold down the left button enter 
one when we did it, but I can also watch it two days later and be like, okay, that's still super fun. I think, I mean, especially coming in as kind of an outside perspective into a group of people I don't know super well, being able to have that level of fun was just super awesome. So I'm really glad to uh, have had that opportunity and to be, to be invited back. Um, the game itself, and I'm going to preface this with the fact I'm not a reliable narrator in this situation. Your girl was having a great fucking time. So I don't want to ding it too much for like inconsistency because bitch, you took a nap. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but so I don't want to ding it on that, but I, I'm going to do, I don't think, I don't know if this is an option, but it's not. if there's an option between meh and two thumbs up, I'm going to give it one thumbs up. Mm, if yes. that's a oh, thing. That, that actually um, is an option. Sorry, I've just been so oh, disrespected good, good, good. by the rating system and people's usage of it that I was just, it was a little trauma. McCoy was afraid there. that you're going to do like six tenths of a yeah. thumb. Yeah, no, no, no. So I'm going to give it one thumbs up just because there were some really genuinely enjoyable parts of that. And it kind of leaned into the absurdity. It's like, I, I mentioned it at the beginning, this musical cut scene at the nursing home is one of the most absurd things I've seen in a video game. And the fact that the developer knows that and he's like, well, fuck, yeah, we're leaving it in with a rock song and she's going to hug someone you think is dead. But then she's, you know, oh, right. The kiss. Holy fuck. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. But also, like, playing the chess against the old lady that That's we thought was dead. That's another 3D object that was unnecessary. Oh, the chess pieces. Yes. The chess yes. pieces were 3D. Oh, but the, it was so absurd, but they leaned into it, which really moved the dial from, like, cringy to, like, okay, I really admire the gumption here. Because this is someone that's, like, they know what makes a traditionally good game, blah, 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 blah. And he's, like... Nah, like, as some of you guys have said, it's like, nah, fuck that. I'm making the game I want. And from an outside perspective, this looks absolutely batshit crazy. But you know what? This is what you get, and people are going to enjoy it, or they're not. And that's just what what, what you're going to get. So, honestly, for that, I, I do have a lot of respect for that, just knowing what you want to create and just, and just going with it. So, um, for that, I'm going to give it uh, one thumbs up. The, the detraction I have is... Why, why was Jimmy there? <laughs> why did he look like Ruby Rose? Great question. <laughs> we need answers. <laughs> no. Um, so, so that, there, just a cert, certain couple of things that coming from an outside perspective, I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to get this reference or if it's actually just nonsensical. Um, so yeah, one thumbs up for me. Gameplay, gold star, series, I have no fucking... Yeah, that's fair. So I, I, for the series, I guess... Now that you're aware of the type of game oh, great this presents, okay. if we were, the, the two of us, or mm -hmm. maybe Hal, I'm sure McCoy would love to join at some you point. You fucking to right. To sit down and have a playthrough of the cat lady or I would something. do it. Oh. You would do it in a heartbeat. I would do it okay. Yes. Oh, is I'm not included. <laughs> <laughs> you are more than invited. I was going to say. I was like, Gabe, do you want to relive Hell no. this? I'll, I'll extend <laughs> yeah. the invitation. You have to, what you have to understand <laughs> is that Zoe really just doesn't want to torture people with shit they don't want to do. It's like, you're welcome to, but hey, <laughs> if, if, if this is going to feel this? like James felt, like you don't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this, this is definitely like types of games that I would not have 
played in a million years. It's like time is somewhat of the essence. So like every t- hmm. minute I can spend with a video game, I want it to be a fucking knockout. And sometimes that means I'm overly cautious in what games I try. I don't sure. give things tries that I should and things like that. So being able to kind of experience it through kind of like a playthrough like this where I didn't have to suffer through combining a shovel with a (laughs) shark fin or whatever the fuck that was. Um, That's what I thought should work and it didn't, Mm -hmm. which is just rude. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a really um, fun way to be able to enjoy and appreciate a game without getting bogged down by the kind of minutia of it. Yeah. And, 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 referencing a potential cat lady playthrough we this is the one that we don't have so if you're one of those achievement type people that really wants to have all of the fucking you know boars hides or something so that you can get that nice like we don't have a recorded playthrough of the cat lady so if we're thinking from a completionist standpoint for our youtube channel that could be something that could you know be a thorn in our side so maybe that does come true who knows who knows hmm. 100th episode reunion oh. of the cat lady. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're getting there. Okay, Zoe, what'd you All think? Right. So, approaching this game, I am also, I think I'm going to put it as one thumb up for the game itself. Um, I mean, it, it had its good old R. Mikulski jank. I really appreciate it. Crazy, crazy happenings going on. A lot of mindfuck moments that I just thoroughly enjoy. Um, I think the reason why it kind of gets knocked down from, say, a two thumbs up to a one thumb up is I just, for some reason, couldn't find the story all that compelling as a whole. Um, And what I mean by that is like, it's just the overarching theme of of the whole game just never really compelled me. Um, I, I think back to the cat lady. Like, one thing I loved about the premise of the cat lady was this is a woman who attempted to take her life. She succeeded, but the queen of maggots is saying, I refuse to let you die, so you're going to keep on going back to the land of the living to do my bidding. So it was this whole thing of a woman who wishes to die who cannot die. And that was just a really cool concept to me of watching this woman, you know, have to face this decision of like living a life she doesn't want to live, but then also coming out on the other end of it and learning to deal with her depression and actually come out okay, if you get the good ending. I should I should preface that. Um, and so that's, that's really cool. And... With Lorelei, I, I, I guess I just never really got that. Again, like we, we, we talked about it, just there's there's weird parts. Jimmy the Traveler just show, shows up and the Queen of Maggots is there, but she seems to just kind of create this haphazard environment half of the time. Then you have Al the Cook that you're suddenly dealing with for about an hour of your gameplay and you're like... You sit through an entire AA meeting and like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so like... It just never really drew me in as much. I was solely playing the game to be like, where the hell is this going to take me? As opposed to, I want to make sure this character makes it out okay. Um, and I guess that's just, yeah, my the difference between my connection with Susan versus my connection with um, 
with Lorelai. Um, series as a whole gets a gold star for me. A hundred percent. Like I, I was the one who suggested these games. So already I had a special place in my heart, but also just like, it's the same way. Like when, if he comes out with another game, I'm going to probably buy it and play it just because I'm like, I want to see what else your mind has created. Um, And that's really special because, you know, like I said, this game didn't really hit for me. And yet I'm still compelled to see what more he wants to create, which I think is very notable. Like, if I were to rank all three Mm. games, Cat Lady would be number one. And then honestly, I think Downfall 2, Lorelei 3. Cat Lady and Downfall just had their own... I don't know, their own divorced plot lines that had slight references between the two, but not too much. Um, And I don't know, I just found them to just both be really special uh, in their own way. Um, So, and and then the jank also helped with that. Maybe it's the janky puzzles that give them such high ratings. Who knows? Maybe not the janky puzzles, (laughs) but definitely the jank. Like, no doubt. Right. Like, jank does actually help in some weird way like this is in some ways the most like well sanded of all the games in all the different ways and yet like it just doesn't quite have the magic so who knows how to tease that out but the mm-hmm. jank definitely contributed to some of the other magic that's for sure yeah definitely bro how sad would it be then, if uh, there was an hd remaster of the cat lady and it turns out it just sucks when it's like looks beautiful and there's just <laughs> I, all if they do an hd remaster well, all, all I would do, all, all I would hope is that they tout it as an HD remaster, but all it means is you can alt-tab out of the game without it crashing. <laughs> that would be <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they just re-released the exact same game with, like, a little bug fixes, and they're like, remaster. It's flawless. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then I think the the playthrough as a whole is also, that that that's a golden star for me. Just dealing... Dealing with friends is great in a playthrough. Dealing. Well, that was not okay, okay. okay, yes, I do admit that was a poor choice, choice of words, yeah. I guess. But, um, well, no, it's, it's just always fun. I mean, also, I'm in the driver's seat for yes. these playthroughs, so it's always just really funny when I hear people just, like, screaming into my ear being like, go left, go right, yeah. like, oh, my God, yes. what's going to happen to me? Yep. Like, that's, that's always just super fun. And in a game like this where, like, the – the amount of pressure you feel to <laughs> the pressure to perform just doesn't really like actually feel all that weighty in these games. Like it's not like Valorant where it's like I'm the last one left and I have to clutch a one V five or else our team loses. Like this is more of a, okay, if anything, like I'm going to pull the wrong item out of my inventory and Lorelai's just going to go, that's not going to work. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> well, shucks. <laughs> um, so like i don't know in these kind of relaxed gameplays i love having the kind of support squad behind me like just riffing off of everything going on and reacting to it uh it's all all great camaraderie that i just really appreciate so that's a that's a golden star for me wow we did it i think i mean wow this is it's the end of an era oh it really is (laughs) It really is. I feel the same depression that I felt after Mass Effect, oh. where now it's like a whole other trilogy has ended. And I'm like, but what will there be left? I know. Why does it feel like at the end of every era, there's just one less podcast member? Like, James is actually going to come back, but like... <laughs> just, Are we sure about that? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I actually was talking to him and I was like, we were talking about what game's coming up next and I won't tease that to the listener because we don't entirely know yet. Um, but like, it was just funny because he was like, yo, just literally anything, just dump me into the deep end of some nightmare. And I was like, so do you want me to wait for the, the Lorelei playthrough for you to get back? What are you saying here? Yeah, are you sure about that? <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, dude, it is an end of an era. Although, I so it's like it's like watching an old TV show or something, or like catching up. It's like catching up on a TV show that everyone else has been watching. Uh, it's like it's sad because now you have to wait. In the TV show's case, the week or the year until the next one. But it's like exciting because there's hope of like this person will probably make more stuff, and there will come a day randomly when you weren't even thinking about it when that shit drops, and you'll be like, oh fuck, it's time to return. So. Mm-hmm. Something exciting about that. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Let's get out of here. I guess we will end with what is now our our wish to all of our audience, uh, and is just a helpful parting words uh, that they should keep in mind with their uh, life. Go to therapy. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. That's not really our end of our podcast all the time. I just just because you're here, I just had to, had to throw that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Take care. All right. Perfect. Take care, everyone.